Why would nobody do that? I have no idea. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host, Glenn Martin. We are live. It's been a minute since we've been live, but we're excited to be here. Uh, I'm back in the den, back in the in the, in the the driver's seat, so things are getting back to normality again. You're out of the driver's seat, you mean? Um, yeah, I'm out of the driver's seat, but I'm yeah. back in I'm back in in at home base. There you go. Um looking forward to talking Ravens as always. Uh Glenn, how you doing tonight on this Tuesday? This hot, hot Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long day in the sun. Um doing some yard doing some projects around the house. So it's Look good to Yeah, man. Yeah, getting the stain on the deck and the fence. It's a whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm ready to to you know, shortly here after this show, enjoy some of this all-star festivities as yeah. Adley Rushman put on an absolute show last night. I mean, it, it, the long shot in the competition, eight seed Jimbo. And I tell you what, he stole the early part of that show. There was a lot of sensational performances, but he was certainly one of them. I think he was the first one uh, to put on a show like that. I mean, he was, he was great, but also excited to see them it should be him and Felix Batista closing out the game and hopefully a win for the American League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I, hope, I, I tell you, Hayes Hayes gets the start in center field because of the injury to Trout, and, which is just, I mean, this guy, such bad luck with injuries. But uh, And then, yeah, we'll see. We, we should see uh, Cano at some point in the game. And then, of course, Batista. If he's not closing the game, especially if they have a lead, I don't – I'm going to lose my mind. She's going to turn it off. She's going to be I'm going to lose it. my absolute mind. Yeah. And how um, about we stop? We, we let the, the Seattle Mariners or whoever that guy was stop being petty with dude, the King Felix thing. What Can a we get over clown, it, dude? dude. What like, a clown. And of course, Felix is a good dude. So of course, yeah. he's not going to be like, oh, and King English Felix. isn't his first he's, language. Right. Right. So, so like, there's stop. that. Yeah. Half, he didn't have, he didn't understand half of what you said. Guy was a clown. Yeah. What, what is, is that guy a professional? I have I mean, no idea, but if he is, he should lose his credentials. Yeah, that was absolutely embarrassing. Like, um, like, he's the one coming up with that name. Like, it's crazy. It's the media. Like, go talk to the media. Don't talk to him. Anyway, in case you guys haven't seen it, some clown uh, for the Seattle Mariners. Um, I think it was media, either that or fan base. Uh, I don't know how else you get down on the field if you're not media, right? Yeah, I guess so, unless he won some sort of lucky competition. But he was he got a chance to be close to some all-stars, including Felix, Felix Batista, who he then um, criticized about the media name, calling him King Felix after he thinks that the only King Felix should be Felix Hernandez, formerly of the Seattle Mariners, who was, I think, the original King Felix. But, I mean, my goodness. I, I don't even know of him by that name. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the Ravens, okay? Because, man, I, I, you touched on something there, Jim. That guy got me fired yeah. up. Because that guy is like, such a You're humble, so nice guy. Right, he's, you can tell Felix is just a solid, nice dude. Like, he's just a yep. nice guy. And, yeah, that guy, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, wow. of course, we're going to talk about the Ravens, uh, get all into that. Just like you guys can see in the title, we're going to talk about uh, remaining free agents, if there's anyone out there to improve the roster, talk camp battles, and more. Um, and then tonight, of course, as always when we're live, you know, as you add in your comments, be happy to to address them as much as we can. Um but Glenn, I got a report real quick. Yeah. Um, got a report because I haven't because we haven't been live since then. So um I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 not good at this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna toot my horn for a second. Oh um let's hear it. Just saying I, I finished the 50k. First of all, I'm alive, obviously alive. Yeah. So um, but second in my age group, third overall, third for for men, fifth overall, um, knock three 50K, hours. Fifty K, right? Fifty K. Yeah, it was it was thirty two and change. That's right. 50K. Not 5k five zero. So 32, 32.7 miles. That's what it ended up being. Uh, so it was a blast. Um, I'm, I was thinking about you guys out there. I, I called Glenn at mile 18. He gave me a good pump up, uh, yeah. got, got me through it. So it, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I was out there trying to make Baltimore proud. Hopefully I did so, but it was a good time. Yeah, man, out there killing it, bro. Dude, out on the man. West Coast showing them what we do over here. That's right, dude. You know? Yeah, no humidity. I mean, I was rolling, man. No humidity. I'll tell you what, though, the funniest part, if you look at pictures at the end of the race, I have all these black dots on my neck. And uh, Tanya was like, what is that? There are bugs. Uh, Just bugs uh, on my – but not like nasty. Oh, dead bugs? Were they yeah, dead? from running into me. 
You know you what must I mean? Have been like, putting up a good pace, Jim. Though yeah. you're splattering bugs against your neck. Yeah, it was it was funny though, man. Pace, was, man. Yeah, it was man. checking me out. But uh, no, it was it was a great time, and and uh, felt yeah. super happy to get through it. So uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Glenn for the the pep talk and DK. DK gave me a quick one too. Nice. Yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Anyway, um, well, I think that- I think I think what the, where we should start here, Jimbo, is is the the same thing you brought up pre-show is the proposed trade. Uh, yeah, everyone let's do knows it. there's two there's two uh, former first round picks here in the DMV area that did not have their fifth year options picked up by their teams. Uh, Patrick Queen from the Baltimore Ravens and Chase Young from the Washington Commanders, both did not get their fifth-year options picked up by their teams. Now, Eric DaCosta has said he still like to make a deal with Patrick Queen, just not maybe for the figure that that fifth year would have carried. Uh, and, and I think Patrick's expressed desire to stay here, but most think that he'll price himself out of Baltimore with his play. Certainly ratcheted up that play after the acquisition of Roquan Smith and mm-hmm. with a full offseason and, and then a full season ahead, most people think he's he's set to have his best year. So Chase Young, right down the street, not far in Washington, has also didn't get his fifth-year option picked up, led, leading some to believe that maybe he could be on the move. And some are saying that why not have a trade where they don't even have to get on a plane. They can just jump in a car and make this trade work, Jimbo. Have a trade. What, what, was, the, what was the details of that trade that you least yeah. saw as a hypothetical? Yeah, I saw a fourth-rounder. And, and Patrick Queen for Chase Young. Pretty clean, like, simple trade. Um, so it got me to thinking, I mean, who would I rather have? Ultimately, what it comes down to, because if you trade and you give up not only Queen, you give up an asset, you're going to assume that the Ravens are going to sign Chase Young, right? I mean, at least that's mm-hmm. my assumption. Yep. Um, no, they, ultimately, they don't have to, because if they were going to lose PQ anyway, I guess you don't have to. But right. you'd assume that they're at least going to try what it really comes down to could, my mind. You could have a decision in both camps, say, say right. just for one year or then possibly for an extension. Right. So you do have some flexibility there because I think either way you're going to lose Chase Young. Now, one thing I don't know, if they do the trade and Chase walks, actually, I think I do know this. Either way, whether PQ walks or Chase Young hypothetically is on the Ravens and they either of them walk, we would get a comp pick back. Right. Right. So that's something that you have to consider in this formula with the Ravens because they are the league leader in comp picks. Mm -hmm. So it's something Mm -hmm. they value. The other thing you have to consider is how high do you value that fourth round pick? Mm -hmm. Um, So with all that being said, man, you know, to me, it didn't take me long. Once I thought about those things, it really didn't take me too long to come to a decision. If that were a proposed trade for the Baltimore Ravens, I would take it in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that we've, I I think we've seen Chase Young be a top tier guy at his position. Um, while he's been re- uh, uh, what's the word? He's been very inconsistent and unreliable. We've also seen it. Like it's not like I don't know. I feel like with PQ, we've seen him play well, but never as the guy in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so I think that right now I value higher the edge than the position PQ plays. And I think Chase is better his, his position than PQ is at his. So the wow. fourth rounder, it is it is what it is in my opinion, but I, I would take Chase. Wow, interesting. Okay, well, as far as the pick, I think they would throw that fourth in because it's expected that you're going to get a fourth in comp. In comp, likely. sure. So the, the, the pick doesn't really bug me. Uh, because I guess the team trade, like I would assume the commanders would try and sign Patrick Queen to an extension. So they're yeah. not going to get a comp. So they want that comp up front in the trade. So I get mm-hmm. the fourth round pick. Doesn't really bother me. But beyond that, I got to say, Jimbo, I'm taking Pat Queen. Really? I'll keep Pat Queen. Here's why. In his first year, in his rookie year, Pat Queen played in 16 games, Chase Young 15. In his second year, Pat Queen played in 17 games. Chase Young, nine. In his third year, Pat Queen, 17 games played. In his third year, just three games for Chase Young. So he's played in 27 total games to Pat Queen's 50 in the same amount of years. Mm -hmm. That's a a big one, right? you got to be on the field. You can't be better if you're not on the field, and you certainly can't produce if you're not on the field. So that's one big thing. Also, Chase Young, best season, rookie year, seven and a half sacks. He's got nine sacks for his career. Pat Queen's best year, 
five sacks last year, has 10 for his career. So I get he's not coming from the edge, but Pat Queen's a pretty damn good blitzer. Yes. For for an inside linebacker, also has three interceptions on his career in his career to Chase Young zero. So I think I think he's just a better football player. I think he makes our team better. I don't. I'm not sure Chase Young will even be on the field for all six or seventeen games. I'd be I'd be surprised if he gets to fifteen. And even when he's been healthy, I mean, he hasn't been like he hasn't been like sensational. He hasn't been the Bosa yeah. brothers. Like he hasn't been unbelievable. Right. So. I think I'll take Pat Queen and just have the best linebacker duo in football rather than now you take Pat Queen up. Now you got to find someone to run next to Roquan who might yeah. be serviceable, but he won't be Pat Queen. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And that's that's something to consider, right? Like how what's your replacement like? How much is the drop off? We obviously know he's gonna he's not gonna be Pat. Um, but what would the drop off look like when you do remove Pat Queen from the roster? I guess the reason that the the way that I looked at this is what's my potential like what's my highest potential i think that chase young it's all the potential still there yeah he had one major injury mm-hmm. all right and that affected two seasons of his because it was at the end of what season two and then it bled into season three yeah uh so i mean yeah i i would love to know the statistics on how many guys pop an acl in their in their nfl career you know i mean it's got to be like 40 percent one out of every three, maybe 30%. Sad, but yeah. You know, so ultimately, um, I, that doesn't concern me a ton. Yes, you have to be on the field. Uh, but I mean, that I don't know. I feel like that rookie year, man, he was all over the place. He wasn't mm-hmm. just getting sacks. He was pressuring the quarterback. He was uh, stopping the run well. And, and I think he was almost everything they anticipated him to be uh, before he had health issues. Now, in year two, like you said, he didn't play well before the – before the injury, but um, really that those that year and a half is all you really have. So if you truncate it down in that year and a half in year one and then half, you know, I think it was nine games in year two. Yeah. Um, that's all I would look at. And and while I think PQ has probably his better tape in those moments, I just think the position at edges is just it's just higher value, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I also started salivating at the idea of the three-headed monster of all these young boys we have on the outside. Ajabo, Adafe, Young. I mean, and then you had Tyus Bowser in there. Like that room is starting to sound really legit, you know, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what made me, you know, but also I agree with you. Like, I don't know if I'm beat on the table passionate about this one either way. Like if we don't get, I'm not going to be concerned if we don't get Chase Young, but I'm, you know, because all the things you mentioned about Pac, Pat Queen, but um, I'm relatively ambivalent about this one as far as my own opinion. But if I had to choose, I think I'd just roll the dice with hmm. with uh, with Chase. Interesting. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, a little disagreement there. I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm right. You're wrong. And that's the bottom mm-hmm. line. Well, let me uh, ask you this really quickly. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Not much has changed since you came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did uh, draft night go? And you better not huh? say you're looking ahead. You better not say you're looking ahead. Draft night. What are you talking yeah, about? I got two picks right, bro. I got Zay Flowers. Dude, I barely and remember right. it was so long ago, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. But the other thing I was going to mention is, um, I mean, ultimately, it sounds like what you're taking is the the known instead of the unknown. He's our guy. Yeah, we draft yeah. him. He's our guy. He's he's played his ass off. He's never missed a game. It, you know, he was, what, second or third in rookie of the year? Voting as a rookie, he's done nothing but get better since he's been here. He's coming off yeah. his best half a season. I just and, know you're just trying to get unblocked on Twitter is what you're trying to do. Uh, well, that, that you know, it's it, this can't hurt, but you're doing everything you can to keep us blocked. Sick Kicks Always Global says, welcome back, fellas. Let's go Ravens Super Bowl bound. Yeah, man. And, there's a lot. Hey, there's a reason to be hype about Baltimore football. Yeah, let me tell you what. Uh, I, I Today I, I ran with a, a buddy of mine who's a Bengals fan. And he's very concerned about the Ravens and the improvement to their roster. And I asked him a question I want to ask you. Obviously, neither of us are Bengals fans. Thank goodness. Because, look, let me back up really quick. Whatever team you are at at, at the inception of your life, that's what team you roll with. For good or for if you were born a Browns fan, dang it, you're a Browns fan till you die. And I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. I don't like flip floppers. I don't like people that flop and this, that, and the other. Now, if mm-hmm. your team didn't have your city didn't have a team, 
And then like, I think you were a boys fan until they came into town. And then yep. you immediately like, I'm going to roll with the Ravens. Cause this is where I'm from. So yep. all that being said, my boy's a Bengals fan and he's not hopping off the Bengals. And I respect that. Right. Obviously they're hot. So it's like easy to be, yeah, I was fan. Say, I would, yeah. but, but ultimately what I'm trying to say is um, that's right. Till the wheels fall off. There you go. Yeah, I, dude. I, if I meet people in a work meeting that are like, Oh yeah, I used to be a, uh, a Giants fan, but Huge then they, they they were bad. So now I'm a I'm a Niners fan. I'm like, dude, so I'm not, not doing business with you. Just be like, no. So like, you're so you're not a fan, right? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So, but ultimately, this my diatribe comes down to this. Do you? I asked him this question. Do you have any concern about the Hollywood, uh, the premature? I don't guess I don't know if it's premature, but the like the coronation of Joe Burrow and like how Hollywood he seems to be getting. Like, well, he's kind of always, he's been that way since college. I mean, you remember the the picture with the cigar after yeah. the national championship? That's just kind of, but you know what it reminds me of? Is. Do you remember Tommy Gunn and Rocky five? Did you see that? Uh, one? Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, you one. know, he's, he's the kid that just would grind and all of a sudden he gets all this attention, all this fame. Yeah. It goes to his head. Yeah. And know? then Rocky has to beat the crap out of him outside. He has of the to bar. check him, dude. He has to check him. Yeah. You can't so beat I, Rocky in a street fight. What, to me, it feels like I, look, I'm not here to hate on anybody, you know, but oh, I would yeah. say it comes off a little bit as fake to me, but a lot of people like it to me. It comes off as kind of a cornball, but, um, I look, they've been successful. He's been really good. He had the greatest college. He was part of the greatest college team I think I've ever seen, and that's saying something because, you know, I saw the Texas team with Vince Young and USC sure. with Reggie Bush and Leinert. I, you know, I've seen Alabama's many, many good teams. I still think he came from the best college team I've ever seen in in, uh, in LSU. Mm-hmm. And he's had great success outside the injury sure. season since he's been here. But he was going to lose to damn Tyler Huntley until that knucklehead right. went over the top, and we all freaking know it. He knows it when he puts his head on his pillow. And so does every teammate on his roster. No, I agree. But I guess my question, re- yeah, absolutely. And he got outplayed by him. Not only was he about to lose, but in every category, he got he got outplayed. But this is my real question. Like, would you be concerned if you're a Bengals fan about the attention and the spotlight and the, you know what I mean? It's just every year it seems to be getting to a different level and you can only pressurize yourself so much. Yeah. I don't well, know. Maybe- it's going to cost some money too. Every. It- the more fame he gets, the more money he's going to want when that contract's being negotiated, in my opinion, because it all comes down to like how much value you bring to your roster. And OBJ, say what you want, his social media following, his stardom adds to his contract value, and I think the same yeah. will be said for Burrow. So, hey, I love it. Let's jack up that price tag so all his <laughs> weapons have to leave town. That's right. Anyway, it was just something I was thinking about because I, I love the way Lamar uh, – manages himself well, like, himself he's so true to just being him dude right he's the people's champ that's what <laughs> lamar jackson is like lamar jackson is for the people well just remember the presser when he signed his i mean he looked like he was in in the middle of a braid appointment remember he yeah. just braids removed yeah he hadn't gotten the new ones in yet he shows up to sign that contract yeah because it's just him Right. No, and he's always him and he's genuine. Absolutely. And I and I love that about Lamar. And Lamar wasn't at that whatever that dude's party. Like Lamar wasn't there. No. Lamar was out buying ice cream for the kids. OBJ was there though. Yeah, well, Lamar was out there buying ice cream for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Lamar might have been there. We just might not have seen him. That's everyone was there. Yeah, well, we weren't there, so not everyone. Well, I got a my invitation got lost in the mail. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, all I'm saying is that I, I, I would be concerned if I'm a Bengals fan, but I'm a Ravens fan, so I'm happy about it. That's right. Um. Anyway, all that being said, we, we won't talk about the Bengals anymore. Um. And, and we talked about the trade. All right, let's get into it, Glenn. We kind of, if you guys watched a few videos earlier this week, um, we talked about remaining free agents a bit, but we kind of want to take a deeper dive and maybe readdress the conversation. Last, the, the question, at least in my mind, when I think about the remaining free agents, who else is out there? that could improve this roster and that, that, you know, positionally has value and, and could really fight for a starting spot. Cause I still think there's some names out there. Don't you? Uh, it's surprising how many names there are, there are out there. Like in my opinion, I think there's more names than I can remember. And it's probably just vets taking advantage of like, there's always been those guys that don't want to do any of the off season stuff and, and don't sign until camp starts. Mm-hmm. And there's also guys they don't even sign men that wait until injuries occur because they know it'll only drive up their value 
if they play a premium position. So I'm I'm surprised at the the quality of the names more so than like the list, like the length of the list. But it's just like there's guys on this list that have got serious you know resumes like and they're not even not even, there's some old guys you know like Julio Jones to this point does he get a contract i mean or is he just hanging things up like there, there's guys on this list but there's also guys that got a lot of ball left in them and i still think there's need at certain positions i know that you know you you expressed that that you think edge is still at least needs competition if not be, more than that I think the same can be said with cornerbacks. And I know that Anthony Averett's a popular name. Marcus Peters is a popular name. But I still think they need to add a, a nickel, a more, you know, a corner who maybe specializes in that area. That way we don't have to force Marlon inside. Although mm -hmm. that wouldn't be the worst case scenario. But I, th I still think corners uh, got to be discussed. I think or interior defensive line would not be a bad idea. Although they have added some guys uh, in this offseason already at that position. But – yeah, man, I don't think they're done. And say what you want. I'm not Tyler, I'm not sold on Tyler Huntley. And if, if they bring in Teddy Bridgewater at a vet minimum, I'm not going to be upset about it. Glenn's still heard about Tyler Huntley. That's what it Dude, is. Dude, he pissed me off, man. He pissed me off with that decision to go over the top. <laughs> Every time yeah. you say that, I think of the rock. Remember the Sylvester Stallone movie, Over the Top? Oh, yeah. Ah. Like, like grips it and it's, yeah. But dude, it. let me ask you this. Quick sidebar, and stop me if we did this already. What hurt more, Bengals oh. loss or New England loss when Billy – In the moment, right? When Billy Condiff smoked the kick or when we saw – was it Hendrickson running 99 yards the other direction with the fumble? Which was worse? So, I really Because you got to count the Lee Evans and Billy Condiff oh, in one dude. pile. So brutal, right? <laughs> oh, and then it was brutal. the Patriots. So even worse. So for but me, hindsight, we won the next year. Yeah, no, but if you're in the moment, I, I go with the Patriots one still, because in my mind, I didn't think Lamar was coming back. So I thought any success we had in the playoffs was cherry, mm. the cherry on top. I, you know what I mean? I, I felt like Lamar was not going to be able to make it back based on kind of what we had been hearing. So I'm going with the Cundiff, the Cundiff, uh, the Cundiff miss and the Lee Evans drop. Dude, if I swear, if I ever see Lee Evans in person, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, he would destroy me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's like still in ridiculous shape. Even if he's not, it doesn't yeah, that's matter. True. That's true. He would kill me. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I it, in hindsight, because we won the next year, it feels, and the other one was still fresh. Right. That one feel, but yeah, I mean, the combination of the Lee Evans and the Billy Cundiff in back to back moments is. Uh... Whew, it's it brutal. was heart wrenching because what happened was after the drop, you were like, "Okay, okay, 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 okay." Right, let me right. let me gather myself. Yeah, exactly. We still got a chance here, and then whoop, and I was like, "Dude, you literally just opened the wound to then take all the alcohol in my house and pour it on my arm." Like, yeah. thank you, dude. Like, it was goodness brutal. gracious. And what also helped was, but what helped about that one was the Ray Lewis clip afterward. Yeah, dude, he was so inspiring, bro. Yeah, I was like. I want to run Let's through go. a wall for this guy. That's right, dude. Like that was one of his, to my opinion, one of his most genuine, heartfelt, not scripted, but smoothly delivered speeches. Oh. Dude, that was ever. classic lead. As you want to talk about leadership? Yeah. In that moment, when and you no cornball to it at all, like just nah, straight up, dude. pick that head up. Yeah. That's right. No, I love seeing it, but. Anyway, back to back to uh, the discussion here. Tom yeah. Votto says, who do you guys think will be the third cornerback? Stevens, Washington, Pepe, Blue Kelly? Or maybe like bring back Fuller uh, or a third corner not currently on the roster. Yeah, a lot of people are saying kick the tires on Kyle Fuller. His injury was early. Mm -hmm. oh, man, I, it's another guy coming off an injury. Older guy. Makes me nervous. Man, I mean, I, right now I think – the leader in the clubhouse in that group, mm -hmm. man. I, I know they think Kelly. While Blue Kelly didn't play much outside at Stanford, they like the numbers they're seeing as far as his ability to change direction in a small area, and they think he can transition inside. But I think the leader right now is Pepe. But I wouldn't sleep on our Darius Washington getting some play there. I mean, and what do they do with? Brand I mean, I guess Brandon Stevens is more more so going to be on the outside, maybe kick Marlon in and let Brandon run on the outside, but. I would say Pepe, Ardarius, and then Blue Kelly as far as my ranking 
of uh, of those those four guys. And then Stevens is my fourth. Yeah, you know who I'm rolling with, dude? Hmm. Pepe, bro. I think Pepe makes a big leap forward. I think he showed physicality and athleticism last year. And I think uh, he has an opportunity to kind of take over that role for the Ravens. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I think that he's going to be our lead dog as long as he's prepared himself properly. But I, I'm a big uh, Ardeus Washington, Washington guy as well. And I think Stevens, poor Brandon Stevens, he just gets bounced around everywhere. Like he's yeah. already new at defense in football. And they're like, oh, yeah, play safety. Play corner play slot play you know what i was thinking though glenn what do you think of, i wonder if they try and take stevens and do some of what they did last year with kyle hamilton you know he's a big guy he's a bigger corner mm-hmm. um he's not one of these small guys like pepe or washington he's naturally physical so like going up against a tight end i don't think he would be physically overwhelmed um he's extremely athletic i don't i don't know if it's something that's crossed their mind but it could be interesting to see them kind of filling that role as Kyle Hamilton moves out of that like pure nickel is what I'll call it right like he's mo- he's moving more into the the traditional safety role that could be something that uh wash we could see something out of Stevens yeah I think w- the way I look at it Stevens is how he stays on the roster to me is like I picture him as like the Anthony Levine in the future like where he's hmm. our special teams ace but he can still come in remember he would come in he'd play like you mentioned that dime linebacker mm-hmm. he'd play a little nickel he plays some safety, but you didn't really want him out there a ton at safety. Right. Yeah, you got scared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think he I think that's kind of his role of the future is to be the Swiss Army knife, like Goman just says, where he he can play safety, he can play nickel, he can play dime linebacker, he could guard a he could guard a tight end. But you know, he's he's the special teams leader and special teams ace. That's his I think that's his best chance of of becoming a, a major contributor because I just, I, man, I have trouble trusting him as a corner that he's not just going to get, like, how many times do you think the quarterback is going to throw his way if he's out there? And, and I look out and I see Marlon on one guy, I see Rock Yassin on somebody else. I'm not, I'm going to throw it at Stevens. And I know he's had some moments and he's got a short memory. He's a tough guy, but man, he's also had some times where he just couldn't find the ball and it's, it's kind of hurt the Ravens. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be But don't be surprised. I, so let me actually say one more thing about this group. Of the guys returning, yeah. Pepe, mm-hmm. Washington, and Stevens, um, I think Pepe takes the role at at at, at uh, slot. I think he makes improvements. But don't be surprised if Brandon Stevens is the most improved of the three. Hmm. Okay. Because he's still new at defense. He's been bounced yeah. all over the place, and I think he has physical gifts that other guys just don't have. Um, so anyway, don't be surprised. I think there's still a lot of room for him to get some like newbie gains, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, and really make some strides. So I, I, I'd be interested to see. Okay. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be, uh, keep your eyes on. That's a battle. That's a battle. I think is, is, you know, circled in everybody, any, any football fan of the Ravens, they're looking at the cornerback room. They're looking edge They're I mean, there's a few positions I think, uh, are, you know, going to be garnering the most interest. And that's certainly one of them. How how much have you loved seeing that, you know, this is a new, I know that social media is certainly much more prevalent than back in the day, but the fact that we have a quarterback who gets together with his weapons is showing all this stuff on social media. And then he, then those weapons are found at his, at his charity events where they're giving back to the kids. Imagine being a kid in Florida and you go to an event expecting to see, you know, the great Lamar Jackson and oh, Odell Beckham Jr. comes through. And then also Zay Flowers comes to the and they're they're signing autographs. He buys the ice cream truck for the kids. I mean, it's just see, it's just so cool that we got him still in Baltimore because this would be devastating to watch him do this in another team's uniform. A hundred percent, man. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, Lamar comport himself and what he does and and how he hangs out with the yeah. I mean, we talked about it. He's he's for the people, right? Like Lamar Jackson could run for president and win. Like, I feel pretty confident about that just because he's so likable, man. He's so Mm -hmm. honest and genuine. Now, the honest and genuine part would keep him out of politics because that's just how it goes these days. But um, ultimately, yeah, it's it's really cool to watch. He's got a magnetism to him, Mm -hmm. and he's got it without – you know, he has his own way of leading the team. I mean, Lamar, first of all, looks like he's in phenomenal shape. Uh, He doesn't look like he's got some summer weight on him. He looks strong. He looks limber. 
Uh, so that's exciting. So you can tell he's putting the work in and then guys are following him, man. I mean, ultimately it's about modeling. So it's just, it's fun to, to watch. Like, um, I mean, I'm so excited. Glenn, I'll just say this. We talked about this, I think on Saturday or Sunday, people are still underestimating Lamar Jackson. It blows my mind that people are like, well, can he still throw the football? Well, can he still make the accurate pass? Well, mm-hmm. can he still re- can he read the defense? What's he going to do without Greg Roman? Dude, I can't believe that these idiots are still asking these questions. Like, how? I'll never get it. I'll never get it. Well, they're going to find out this year because I was watching some quick clips and tape of what Georgia did last year and the type of movement that, you know, Greg Roman did a fantastic job of always getting an uneven number. Like, he always had more blockers on – by the end of the play, once the play was at the point of attack, he had more blockers on that side than you had defenders. But it's like Munkin can, is going to be doing this with, with skill talent. Like, he's going to have too many skill positions on once, and you're not going to have enough guys to guard him. Like, the way he moves bodies pre-snap, confuses the defense, makes guys change – their responsibilities in an instant, causing the defense to have to think. The last thing you can afford to do if you're playing against Lamar Jackson is having to sit there and think because he's just going to go right by you or throw it over your head. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a fantastic season. But I got an exercise here, Jimbo. I want to right. practice here. I wanna you got an exercise. Exercise. I know. You know it's not my, uh, my scene here. Um, but I got to ask you. I want to get the offensive and defensive MVP for the Ravens. Way too early prediction, and you can't choose Lamar Jackson on offense. You can't, or I can. You cannot choose Lamar Jackson on offense because that's obviously too easy. So outside of Lamar on offense and anyone you want on defense, way too early MVP prediction. Okay, well, defense is easy. It's going to be Roquan Smith. Really? Yes. Nope, no question. So you don't see any avenue where Marcus Williams could get eight interceptions. Even if he does, Roquan is going to be an all-pro again, I think, in the system. I mean, he's just – Roquan is – there are really good players. Yeah. And then there's Roquan Smith, like, in my opinion. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying it's it's huge, but when you're all that good, it only – it's the the marginal stuff that makes a difference. So, I think Roquan is our defensive MVP. I think people might be afraid by the end of the season to vote for anybody but him because he's the leader of the defense. Not and legitimately. Have so many tackles. Yeah, like, like it's just gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. offensively, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I can't do this. All right, I'm gonna get, give you another easy one. I'm not gonna do anything too fun here. Uh, no one's talking about him that much. Everyone's talking about the wide receivers. It's gonna be Mark Andrews again, his boy. Yeah, I mean, I look, know, Mark man. Andrews and Lamar Jackson are peanut butter jelly, dude. Like, yeah, they're horse and carriage. Yeah, dude, speaking of peanut butter jelly, you want to know something funny? Oh, man. Dude, guess how much money I spent on the road. Think about it. I literally drove from one coast to another coast, from ocean to ocean. Guess how much money I spent on food? Oh, man, knowing you, dude, you probably just had a loaf of bread and some peanut butter and jelly, dude. I mean, I just know how you roll. So probably what? Well, look, for me, I would spend at least like 200 bucks because I would want decent. Huh? Zero dollars, dude. What do you mean? So, so proud of myself, dude. So check this out. I bought on our way out. I bought a fridge, just like a, a RV fridge that you can like plug in. So yeah. it's like a cooler, but you just plug it into your cigarette lighter. Okay. And so I used that to maintain. I had like overnight oats. I had some chia pudding. I made all this stuff at home. I had fourteen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in there, and I had pasta, and I had some cake. I think that's all I had in there. Uh, point is. I ate almost all those peanut butter jellies. Now, my dad also indulged, but he bought food for himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, dude, no dollar spent. All dead peanut butter and jellies all day, dude. It was just rocky feeling, man. My man can eat. So, I guarantee if you if you had to count up the total number of PB&Js you ate in your life, you'd be hard-pressed to find another human being that's eating more. Yeah, we. my wife was wondering if it's over under 1,000. It's got to be over 1,000. Oh, dude. It's got to be over 1,000. Yeah way yeah, over, maybe a bro. couple thousand right yeah, like, thousands yeah no absolutely anyway yeah. all that being said all right so you got I, roquan and mark andrews yeah now really quickly that's interesting let me okay. ask you before you give me yours okay is your offensive one jk it is it is see that was my number two yeah. okay talk to yeah. me why jk yeah i mean i think it's jk because 
I think if you look at his one his his short stint in Cleveland, Nick Chubb. Now it's Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb mm-hmm. had fifteen hundred yards rushing. Mm-hmm. So I think J.K. is going to have lanes. I think he's he's going to have an offensive line that's going to you know give him plenty of opportunities to to have holes to run through. J.K. is going to get also far more passes thrown his way than he could have ever imagined in previous offense. He was just in with Greg Roman at the helm. So I think he's going to have a I think he's going to have about a 30 to 40 catch season on top of 12 to 1300 yards on the ground. And, mm. and yeah, and I think he's going to be a touchdown machine. And I think offensively they're going to spread the ball out so much in a passing game standpoint that his numbers are the only outside of Lamar's are the only ones that are going to really jump out at you and stand out because everyone else is going to be evenly, you know, eating as they like to say. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think JK He's he's my MVP on offense, but defensively, it's going to be really hard to vote for anyone but Roquan. I'll give you yeah. that. But I think, and this is how good of a year I think this guy's going to have. I think Kyle Hamilton is going to make people think about it because mm. this guy, I think he's going to be a turnover creator this year. It's something we hadn't seen in 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 his rookie season. I think that gets added to the bag, as they say. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to not only have moments where he's in that role which made him the number one rated safety in all of football but now his game will be expanded into that that hybrid role where he's doing some of what Chuck Clark did plus of what he did he's gonna have so many more opportunities to make plays on the football and I think that just means he gets more turnovers he, he gets more splash plays on sports center which uh might just get some votes uh to get him mm. uh you know the defensive MVP. hold on stop the presses what's up I think the latest con- – is this G- the – this is the Johnny Holiday? Just said you guys do a nice job. Keep- the legend, Johnny Holiday, the voice of the Maryland Terps. I mean, the Johnny Holiday just said we do a nice job, Jimbo. I mean, do you understand what that just – Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- Johnny Holiday, legend. Dude, so – Thank you. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, wow. and I could be wrong because I don't listen to the Terps as actively as I used to, Johnny Holiday is the same guy that was there back in the day when we were kids. Same right? guy. Yeah, like with same Juan guy. and Steve. Same and guy. I used to literally have a radio at the head of my bed when I was a kid. And yeah. at night, I would listen to the Terps games. Johnny Holiday. Dude, that's awesome. Dude, I, hey, Johnny, if it's you, dude. I think that's him. Just let us know. And look, we want you on the show. Uh. Uh. Dude, that's awesome, man. What's <laughs> that's crazy that's so cool oh, that's, that's so awesome cool. man that's johnny that's Shout so cool hey if you have any Huge social fan. media outlets we would love to connect with you and have you on the show i think that would be awesome well Facebook, like i said right there oh Facebook. yeah you're right yeah yeah absolutely we so we, we'll, i hope you don't mind we'll be sending you a message that's so um, cool but that that man. is cool uh thank you but yeah for i think part I, of my childhood I, yeah and my adulthood because i still listen jk is my offense, and yeah, I think wow. Roquan is the obvious slam yeah. dunk. There's no chance, but I will. Th- I do think that Marlon has a big year. I think Marcus Williams and and uh, and Kyle Hamilton have a big year. Mm-hmm. And dude, Pat Queen, obviously, he's gonna always be second fiddle to Roquan. But I think Pat Queen puts up some fantastic numbers this year. Another guy who just checks a lot of bot. Like I think he's gonna have a three. To- uh, three interceptions or so this year. He'll have a handful, maybe five sacks this year. Like he's just going to have so much of an impact on this uh, on this defense. So, um, man, yeah, that's uh. And then uh, I'll get it right now. I'll get it from you right now. Special teams MVP Justin Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Thank you, Johnny. We will send you a private message. We appreciate yes. that. Yes. That is awesome. I did a book report when I was a kid on Juan Dixon's whole life. And wow. one of my favorite players of all time. Steve, I mean, that squad, dude, that changed. That was my whole childhood, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that was oh, everything. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Now, give me some dark. You kind of mentioned Kyle Hamilton. I'll give you a defensive dark horse here that people mm-hmm. have been high on before, and he's been uh, hit or miss. But I'm going to go with Matabike as a defensive dark horse. Who, yeah. if he can just string it together from a consistency standpoint, I think without having to do anything that he's not capable of. I was listening to this athlete talk the other day. He said two things that really 
uh, resonated with me. If you haven't done it in training, you won't do it on game day. And all you have to do on game day is do what you're capable of. Right? Like, so, and Metabike doesn't have to do anything that we haven't seen him do. I just think he has to do it more consistently. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he was picked as a dark horse defensive player of the year candidate last year. So he certainly has potential that others, not just us, notice. But he's got to, he's got to, he can't just have those spurts like you mentioned. He has to have consistent every game impacts. And we just haven't seen that yet. But I'll tell you this, Jimbo, I, what I saw from him, I mean, he was already a well put together young player, but this dude is jacked this year. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, you know, that commitment is something that continues to grow in young players is, yeah. is the, the work you have to put in the off season to have success in the season. And let's not forget the impact that Chuck Smith's going to have on a guy yep. like Justin Metabike, not just the edge. He's going to improve his pass rush game in a big way. He's already said he's working on his signature pass rush move, which Chuck Smith said every player on this front seven will have before this, season kicks off so yeah let's see what let's see what impact uh you know this this guy can have on all areas of the front seven yeah absolutely now do you have any dark horse offensive guys that come to mind for you yeah i mean man i I tell you what i think maybe we're being maybe we're being uh um a little unfair in overlooking some of the the guys that have been here Mm-hmm. You know, like Devin Duvernay and, and and a lot of those guys. But, man, I got to say, I don't know if it's – how can I consider a first-round pick a dark horse? I just think all we're talking – You're talking about Rashad I, Bateman? I, yeah, I, I just think that we're talking fair. about all think, these other guys. Yeah, I think that's fair. He's a dark horse because, look, you got – we haven't even talked about Lamar. Right. right. Because you got to count him out. But then yeah, – exactly. I mean, there's, there's what – two there's, if you include Lamar, there's three to four guys that you could potentially put in front of Rashad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's a dark horse. I think it's fair. I'm glad No Surrender brought up Zay Flowers because that's who I was gonna say. That would be pretty unprecedented. Is he a dark horse? I mean, I see what you're saying because as an offensive MVP, because Q destroyed you. Well, no, he didn't destroy me. He destroyed. We don't know who's right and wrong. I know, but I'm not destroyed. He destroyed the premise that he he could be our number one. Yeah, he he attempted to, but. Ultimately, look, my point is still valid. How can you say Rashad Bateman and OBJ are your number one and number two and they can't stay healthy? In the history, you know, if you take look, history, hey, 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 you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You don't have to attack our other guys to prop up Zay. You don't have to do no, that. No, no, you're right. I'm not trying to attack them, but my point is that part of my formula in saying Zay's going to be our number one is just simply that he's going to be on the field. Like we talked about that with PQ. He's been on the field. He's been incredibly consistent. But, but, but if we're just going off college tape, Bateman has never gotten hurt either. You're right. You're right. But I don't. So I, but I don't you have to go off the NFL tape, man. No, you're right. And we don't have any of Zay. That's why it's a bit of a a dark horse yeah. take. But uh, okay, okay. Zay's different, dude. Zay's different, man. I tell you what, dude. He is going to be such a fan favorite. Like when you, even like in that quick clip when we saw him show up to Lamar's charity thing, and the, and the people are asking him questions, and he somebody cheap chirps up, "Do you know so and so?" And he goes, "Who?" And he goes, "Now you know." What? He's like, "It was probably just I ain't seen him in a while." That's what it is. Like he just seems like a nice guy. Like you just kind of, I don't know him, but maybe it's just because I ain't seen him in a while. I gotta see him. That's what it is. Like he just seems like a likable. His smile is so infectious, like and and hardworking. I mean, I just think he is going to be. He's going to skyrocket the fan favorite list here in Baltimore. Yeah. Yep, a hundred percent. I'm look. I'm looking forward to it. Um, trying Jack to tell me. too, man. Yeah, yeah. He's got a six pack on his back. He does, dude. Hey, he's not Hollywood, right? I mean, Hollywood was cut up, but no, to me, but, it's different, dude. Say he's got bowling balls on his shoulders. Yeah, on a sh- exactly. dude, it's re- I don't know. I mean, could he fit through a door frame? Yeah, not sideways. Yeah, my goodness, dude. Yeah, yeah. he don't have to duck. That's for sure. No, he don't have to. T- <laughs> Me and Zay could go hang out together. It wouldn't look weird. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be so much abnormally larger than me that it just wouldn't look awkward. I go hang out with like, you know, Clay if I try Campbell. And- yeah, that'd be a serious problem, right? I'd be like, Clay is walking around with his lunch over here. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Calais, I wanted to ask you this, Jimbo. We, we talked about the loss of leadership <laughs> up front in the defensive line room and how we were asking some guys who aren't, well, they're not rookie year or even second year, but we're asking 
you know, guys like Meta BK and Broderick Washington step into the leadership roles, mm-hmm. despite the fact they're they're still pretty young in their own careers. But what I think people aren't talking about enough is that they brought in Chuck Smith to be the coach of this of this group. And while he's not on the play, he's not on the field, he's not playing side by side with these guys. He is a former player who has done it in this league and can speak from a position of a guy who's done it. Like they like oftentimes these guys look for their older veteran teammates because they've done it. And those guys, you know, give them leadership uh, from an experienced position. Whereas a guy, you know, like uh, Greg Roman, he can't, he can't give you experience. He can't tell you about his personal experience in the NFL, but Chuck Smith can. So my question is, could a, a coach, a position coach who has NFL experience replicate some of the veteran leadership that we've seen given from guys like Calais Campbell? Yeah, you know, I think so. Um, I think if you're talking about a pure leadership standpoint, the only difficult part, Glenn, I think you know this as well as I do, nothing resonates like the best player on your team or the best person in your position group that's on the field with you leading from the front, right? It's just difficult to duplicate that. Uh, So I think to a certain extent, yeah. And I think it'll help bring these young guys along. Um, But outside of that, man, they're going to, I mean, Michael Pierce is, unless I'm missing someone, he's really the vet. Yeah, man. Of, of of the guys up front, whether that's edge or inside, I mean, it's 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 the Michael Pierce show. So Brent, and, and, Brent Urban, but he's yeah. not is not as good. As right, he's not a he's not a Pro Bowlers borderline Pro Bowler type guy like Mike is when he's healthy. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see, but yeah, I think so, and it makes me feel a little better, right? Um. Mm-hmm. About that room moving forward. Uh, yeah, at least there's a guy. At least there's a guy in there that can speak from experience. But you know. I don't know. Getting back offensively, uh, one I, I I barely said it, but I think Rashad Bateman, if he can come back, you know, I know that this isn't being labeled as a setback because it's a, a quarter zone for for some sort of pain. Really, yeah. uh, all I know is if he's getting a shot, I think everyone, including him, would rather him not having to get a shot. So it's if you don't view it as a setback, you got to view it as. I mean, I don't know. If concerning is too strong of a word, but it's not good, right? That he's getting a shot. I'd rather yeah. him not have to get a pain relieving shot. So I think if he's able to come back from this, put the injury behind him, and have a relatively injury free season, and that he could post, you know, fifteen of the seventeen games, I think he's there's not it, there's no reason why this guy won't go over a thousand yards. I think twelve hundred is very reasonable for him. We saw his his ability in a in a in a much more limited pass catching offense do fantastic things when he was healthy. So why not, you know, do even more in a, in a much more passer friendly offense. So I think Rashad has a chance to become a big, big time yeah. more nationally known player this season. And I hope he does. I mean, I hope he does. Cause that would obviously only mean good things for the Ravens, but uh, I agree with you. Ultimately, just like I said, it, it really comes down to, to health. I think with Rashad, right. We've seen it. He's got incredible wiggle, uh, you know, at the point of attack, he's very, strong in his lateral movement and and man i think one of the things that we've all learned about rashad is that the top end speed is there Mm -hmm. like i think some people questioned that um but he's got he's a long strider so the longer you go the longer that distance gets between you and him most cases uh so yeah i'm uh i'm interested to see how he does this year um mm, it's gonna be a lot of fun glenn gonna be a lot of fun the the one thing really quickly i want to circle all the way back though um is is around the the free agents we didn't i know we brought up some names but let me ask you this question if there's one guy one guy that they can bring in and only one because let's think about it i'm guessing the ravens two max i think that they bring in if there's only one guy who's your guy one guy uh, of all the guys well i've been saying this for a while that i think man that i think cornerback is still the biggest area of need um, so the, so the question is, do I want, man, there's, cause you said two guys at first and I think that's, I think you're right. I think it's, it's, it's two decent names and then maybe even like an additional name that maybe mm-hmm. we're not that like, a, uh, we saw who they bring in kind of recently, uh, Sam Mustafer and they brought in, uh, who was that defensive guy? They brought in, uh, Blackson, uh, the mm-hmm. big defensive tech. It could be another <laughs> name like that, but if I had to pick one, man. Do I want Marcus Peters or do I want Anthony Averett? Really? Uh, yeah, gotta, yeah, it is. It is. You're picking between those two. 
Look, man, I know I'm not gonna I'm not a hater on Anthony Abert. I, I still no, like him. No, but he's Marcus a young guy. Is, Marcus is a he's a special football player. Yeah, I'm, I would go I, I would have to go with Marcus Peters. I think he's still got enough left in the tank. I think his injury will be behind him now enough to where we won't see some of the issues we saw his return last year. The biggest thing he showed me last year is he didn't get hurt again when he came mm-hmm. back. So that that's a big, big thing. Uh, but if you ask me if I want Marcus Peters, excuse me, or a combination of Anthony Averett and maybe a Justin Houston, maybe I would take those two over just Marcus Peters. What about you? I, I want Peters, period. That's the tweet. I want Marcus Peters, right? That's like, it. What about yeah. Eli Apple? Dude, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. If the Ravens sign Eli Apple, I'll be such a sour apple. Uh, gosh, I no, he is every he's the antithesis of the Ravens and their culture and what they believe in and what they stand for on the field and off the field. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Golly day, please don't. If they brought in Eli Apple, I would seriously want to get Eric DeCosta drug tested. Well, I think Eric, I think uh Steve Bashotti might come down to town because <laughs> he does not he does not fit exactly what we, but but it let's say because I think you're gonna say Marcus Peters too, but I have a I have a list in front of me. It's pretty, it's got some names on there. If you couldn't have Marcus, like, is there a secondary guy? Because some people say that he's going to go sign with the Raiders and that he's already cryptically said his goodbyes to Baltimore. Yeah. So if you're asking me if there's a second guy of all the free agents out there. Yeah. Oh, we talked about this and there's an edge guy that I hate that I'm blanking on his name. Um, An edge guy. Let's see here that you... If we talk about, I mean, yeah, we, we talked about the most. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Duh, he's a former Raven. Justin Houston. Like, yeah, I, that's, yeah. I'd go right to Justin Houston. Same thing. Like, I want our guys back. Okay. You know, if it's not, if it's, if it has to be either or, if it's not Marcus, I know that obviously Marcus would be more expensive than Justin. At least I'm assuming. I mean, Justin had what nine and a half sacks last year. Um. Yeah. You know, but but if if it's not him, then it's Justin. I'm taking him over anybody else on the list. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. And then, and then, last, do you have anything? Do you have any like Kyle Fuller? He had some. I think a lot of people were excited about him, but he blows yeah. the knee out right before the season. Any chance that he could be the the free yeah. agent? Okay, I think there's a chance that he could. I think if he comes in, we're still going to get another. I wouldn't consider him the free agent. You know, what I mean, I think if he comes in, it would be with someone else, and I'd be happy to have him back because I thought he was doing well and playing well, and he fits in that role. It would just all be about the health of the knee. Yeah. You know, so I'd love to have him there. If he's healthy, I mean, I'm sure that the team would rather have him instead of Pepe filling in that role, depending on Pepe's development. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pepe's got, I think he's got a lot of fans rooting for him. I'll say that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I'm one of them. I love his game, Mm -hmm. love his personality, super upbeat and positive. And, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he's got, like I said about Lamar, he's got a certain magnetism about him. Certainly Ravens media likes Pepe. Yeah, well, they love his nickname. They love, and he's such a smiley guy. I mean, he's such a – yeah, he's a guy you'd want to interview. Uh, but before we go, I just want to remind everyone that the, the Ravens will be dropping their uh, their training camp passes yeah. as well as having their open practice at the stadium this season as well as they have in the last couple. So don't miss out. We were going to be certainly, just like you guys, efforting to try and get as many passes as we can to make it out to training camp. And we'd love to meet you guys out there if you can – be one of the lucky contestants to get on. Um, and then we're also, you know, in the early stages of planning some sort of an event surrounding one of those days. So, uh, you know, definitely be on the lookout and keep up with us here. Hit the subscribe button. Click the bell so you don't miss a broadcast. But I think that's it for us tonight. We'll be back on Thursday to talk some more Ravens. Yeah, absolutely. And now you guys know Johnny Holiday is coming on the show. He said it here. That's right. Dude. So that shout out. Yeah, man. Thing. Pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Have a great night. See you.